0: That's right. God is worthy. God is worthy of praise. God is worthy of our love. We can build our life reliably on the guidance God's given us through Jesus. And the love of God leads us to other people that he's put in our lives. Thank you worship team for that. Um, We're going to turn for our time uh, of the message today. We started out last week uh, with a look at Acts chapter 2, and uh, we're going to turn back there uh, today, but I'm actually recording this much later in the day today than I usually do. I was uh, getting in a, a quick meeting in the morning that I needed to drive to, and on the way back, the the old minivan broke down, and I was stuck beside on the side of the road, and it didn't want to go anymore. That was it. That was all there was to it. It didn't want to go anymore. And um, I, uh, I called the, um, a tow truck and um i was sitting waiting there because it was i was ne- in front of a house but really close to a busy intersection and parked in a turn lane and it was kind of after around a corner and so i was i was worried that someone might come around the corner and smack into the back end of it and so i was uh, you know put the hazard lights on and and but then also kind of um walked a ways ahead so that i could kind of let people know that it was there and, uh, man, I, I gotta be honest with you right now, I'm a little bit tired and I was out there and it, it, it was when the wind started to really, uh, push and there was a little bit of rain and it was cold. Um, and you know, I called, uh, for the tow truck at 11, 17 AM and it arrived at 1 PM. And when you are standing on the side of the road for that long, you start to ask some questions. <laughs> You know what I mean? You start to ask some questions. Why am I here? What got me here? How did this happen? Am I ever going to get out of here? Where is that tow truck? You know, you start to ponder uh, the meaning of life, and and, and, uh, uh, it can be, you know, it can be quite an experience. But the reality is that just like um, that van decided to not go anymore, sometimes there can be areas of our life that break down. There can be uh, maybe it's a relationship that breaks down. Uh, maybe it's um, an aspect of decision making that breaks down. Uh, maybe it's uh, certain thoughts or emotions we have about about life, and they just kind of start to become fragmented and and not reliable anymore, and not not working anymore. The amazing thing is, the God who gave us life, the God who designed us, the God who knows us better than anyone else, has guidance available, has help available, and so sometimes you kind of like you feel like I did today with that vehicle. (laughs) It's not going anywhere anymore, and. I don't know what to do about it. I can't, I don't have the tools with me. I don't have the diagnostic thing to hook up, see what's going on. I don't have the ability to fix this by myself. We find ourselves at times where areas of our life are like that. We're not able to bring a fix to it. And, um, But what I have found to be true is that God loves us. God saves us because he loves us. God leads us because he loves us. And so I want to kind of turn our attention to the people that heard Jesus talk uh, with their own ears, saw him with their own eyes, and that he gave instructions to what they did, how they went about life, and how they lived. I want to turn our attention to that. Um, but we got to make sure that we take it in <clears throat> context. Um, and so the title of the message today is We Are Learning. We are learning uh, from Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Um, and so this group of people, they were real people like you and I. And in the the, at the region where they lived, there was actually a lot of problems. And racial tension, political tension. Um, there was... There were anarchy groups. There were uh, different kinds of crime. There was life was difficult. The region had earthquakes. They had storms. There was there was different things that made life difficult. And so, when we go to these verses, I don't want us to get it mixed up and think that um, their their life was easier than ours. Uh, but what had happened was Jesus had come, and Jesus had um, come. And done miracles, brought healing to people that had exhausted all of the, the the science that people practicing medicine at the time had available to them, and he, Jesus healed diseases and, and conditions that they were unable to cure. Jesus brought repair where the damage was overwhelming, where life couldn't go anymore, and. Most importantly, Jesus brought new spiritual life that included forgiveness of sin, a cleansing from shame, a lifting off of guilt, and given them new spiritual life, new spiritual hearts, a, a rebirth uh, that Jesus had made available to them with the hope of heaven in front of them. Jesus had brought this change to their lives. He had predicted his death, burial, resurrection. That happens. He gives them instructions before he returns to the Father, and he sends the Holy Spirit to help them with this close personal relationship. And we've talked about each of those things over the last couple of weeks. And so now they're in that place, and they are responding to that reality. And here's where we get uh, this verse. And I want you to catch the fact that the description of what's going on right here is that these people, these Jesus followers, were forming a community. And in that, what we see today, remember, we're talking about we are learning. They became active learners. They became active learners. So let's have a look. Let's go Acts chapter two, starting in verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to, to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved so here we have in Jerusalem a few thousand people have come to faith in Jesus Christ by hearing a message through his the people who were his close followers who heard the instruction of Jesus Jesus did something in their life And it was a miracle and it motivated them. It excited them. They did things not to earn salvation or mercy or grace or love from God. No, they already had that just out of a thank you, not out of obligation, out of Thank you. And I think we're in a stage where it is time for us to be thinking about what are the creative ways in which God wants us to be Jesus followers in our spiritual community. Maybe it's a time for reimagining these things and thinking about new activities, not multiplication of a bunch of new activity so that life is just crazy, stressed out, and you know we hate it. No, no, no. Just What are some creative shifts? What are the things that God would want us to do? But in order to do that, I think we got to start with, what's the simple? What's the thing that these Jesus followers definitely did? And what we see here is that they devoted themselves to a few things. What does that word devoted mean? Devoted means to continue to do something with intense effort despite difficulty. Let me read that again. To continue to do something with intense effort despite difficulty. So to devote oneself to, to keep on, to persist in. Uh, Devoted could mean authentic, committed, candid, complete, dedicated, determined, earnest, fervent, genuine, never failing, compassionate, real, unwavering, or warm. Jesus did something in their spirits and their lives and they responded with devotion. Now, I know that we might feel stressed out, exhausted, and like we need to protect ourselves and it's time to be more focused on me than anything else. And that could be very normal human response from everything we've gone through in the last year plus. I want to bring us to a place of, hey, look at what God has done for you through Jesus. This miracle of salvation, this miracle of new life. And even if we need to come to a place of new types of activities and new things, God is still here. God is still here for you. God still loves you. God has new grace, new plans, new ideas, new things that can be fulfilling, bring peace in your life. That, that are available to us for today and for the days that are going to come. And it's in order for us to receive it and walk in it, we got to start to like, hey, you know what? Life isn't perfect. People around me in my neighborhood are not perfect. My, the things that happen in my day are not perfect. But maybe it's time to stop focusing on what's not perfect. Maybe it's time to focus on what's good. God is good. God loves you. And maybe it's time to come back to think about your salvation and what it means and receive that forgiveness in that new life from Jesus. And then how did the people respond who who saw Jesus with their own eyes and heard Jesus with their own ears? That's what we're doing. Well, they responded with this devotion. They were going to, this is what they, as they formed a community of believers, they were con- continuing, they were committed to continuing to do a few things with intense effort despite difficulty. Now, remember, it comes as a result of this thank you for the grace of Jesus. So, one of the things that I think is really important when we're going to look at this first point we are learning, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, is that When we study the New Testament and the extra documents that we have to us still in history, one of the things that you see is that this group of people, this spiritual community, they had a culture of mutual submission, of, hey, we're in this together, of equality. And their equality, and their we're in this together, and their mutual submission, submitting to each other, which we see in the New Testament, there's even teaching about it in the New Testament, that was unique. That was different. There weren't any religions. There weren't any political systems. There weren't other cultures of that day that had that in there, in the, in the value system, the DNA of the culture, mutual submission, inequality. We're in this together. So it's important for us to make sure that we understand that's a part of this. So they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching. Now what's an apostle? Well, in a broad sense, in the New Testament, an apostle is a special messenger. It's a special messenger. Um, and it's someone who gives guidance to believers in Jesus and to more than one church. And in particular here, this in this word, it's referring to the immediate followers of Jesus that were commissioned by Jesus. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, right? James, multiple Johns, um, multiple people named John. And so that's a part of who that is referring to. But in a broader sense, as it's describing what happened, as, as as what continued to happen in the church in that day, it's they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now this word teaching here, and hang in here with me, this is going to make sense and it's going to be helpful, is it is to cause to learn. To cause to know, that teaching, to provide instruction in a formal or informal setting. So it definitely includes the kind of idea of hearing teaching from somebody, somebody who is a teacher, which is a gift that God gives to us as a spiritual family teachers, right? It includes that kind of in a classroom sense. But it also includes a lot more, this word that's used here. It it includes where a, a person is... Bringing instruction, bringing guidance, and sometimes that simply through questions, asking a question of the group or the individual. Um, sometimes through conversation, sometimes along with each other, and by their life example. And each of the things that I just listed, we have examples of throughout the New Testament that this was how leaders in the church brought teaching to the church, and. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, but what were the apostles' teaching? That's really important for us to consider. The content would have been focused on what Jesus taught, which we read about, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a little bit in Acts chapter 1, and more teaching that we see reference to that's not there that Jesus gave, particularly while he was resurrected and came and appeared to them for 40 days, appeared to 500 people. So the apostles' teaching would have been very much focused on that. So they're they're learning God's perspective based on scripture. You see that Jesus quotes the Old Testament quite a bit. So they're learning about God's perspective from this teaching so that they could follow Jesus, right? And follow the direction that Jesus gives. That's that's one of the points of, of following, of learning in this way. So if we're learning... We want to make sure that we're focused on learning so that we can follow the guidance of Jesus. And another reason uh, that they were devoting themselves to teaching was so that they could experience spiritual growth, which Jesus talked about in his teaching and gave them as an example. And they were seeing in the life examples of the followers of Christ. So they're going to experience spiritual growth. They're going to start to mature, start to grow up as believers and so that they could be active in the kingdom of God. Jesus taught about the kingdom of God and so did his followers. So there was a reason for it. Now, here's what we see. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17 refers to, hey, what's the theme? What's the thing that Jesus was teaching about all the time? And here's what it says. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near." One of the things Jesus was teaching about on a regular basis is, hey, the love of God is here. Forgiveness of God is here. New spiritual life is here. But you've got to make a decision to turn away from toxic selfishness, turn away from that confess it is wrong, walk away from it and turn to God because we don't know how many days we have on this earth. The kingdom of heaven is coming, right? Now, Peter clearly taught what Jesus preached. Uh, We see an example of that, Acts chapter 2, verse 21. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So last week we read most of Acts chapter 2, and you probably had time to do that since last week. And we hear Peter, we see what he's teaching. And he's one of these apostles that it says the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So even in Peter's teaching, what does he do? He quotes the prophet Joel from Joel chapter 2. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Peter is saying, hey, this love of God available through Jesus. It's about a close personal relationship with God. It's not about trying to prove yourself, trying to get something that you don't have otherwise. It's receiving the love of God, the joy of God, and walking in a close personal relationship with God that brings us joy, where we're aware of the presence of God. We're aware of who we are talking to. Uh, continuing on uh, Peter's teaching here that would have been something that were devoting themselves to, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we we're all witnesses of this. We saw it. Now he, Jesus, is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out on us, just as you see and hear today. Peter's saying, in this close personal relationship with God, God the Holy Spirit comes to give you strength and ability you didn't have before. It's close, close personal relationship. So, Let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. The apostles teaching that they devoted themselves to really zeroed in on the identity of Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? The savior, the God, the one that God sent the Messiah, the way, the truth and the life that was a focus. So they asked, what does it mean? What do we do? Verse 36, each of you must repent of your sins. Sound familiar? Repent of your sins and turn to God. Peter's teaching what Jesus taught and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We talked about that last week. Now, what we see here and in multiple other places is that the apostles' teaching, the thing that the believers of Jesus were devoting themselves in, they were making a commitment to be active learners, to lean in, to listen, to grow. What they were focusing on was things that Jesus had taught them, like... We see Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. It's wholehearted devotion. That's where they came up with it. They formed their spiritual community with wholehearted devotion and this commitment to be active learners. And the teaching of the apostles we see throughout the New Testament got very, very practical about everyday life, about how they would relate to each other and the other relationships in in marriages and in parenthood and in the community and in business. There's counsel about all those things, what we see in the New Testament. We see even just an example, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. Love is patient and kind right? Helping us understand the way that God has loved us and the way that we should be loving others includes patience and kindness. So we're following Jesus together. We are learning because the early followers of Jesus, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. They formed this spiritual community. They became active learners. Now, Let's talk about what this means and what we should do with it. Because I truly, truly believe that this matters today. No matter how we do this following Jesus thing, this matters. And this should be a part of our value system. So, if they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching as one of the few essential ingredients, we need to be asking ourselves a few questions to help us make sure that we don't have areas of our own life that break down. Like my vehicle did today. <laughs> so that hopefully in life we don't find ourselves broken down by the side of the road without any guidance, without any help. Wondering, why does it take over two hours to get a tow truck? <laughs> so the questions we should be asking ourselves. Uh, one, am I open to to learning more about following Jesus. Regardless of how long you've been on this spiritual journey, um, the worries and cares of life, or even the ambitions or the desires to get something new, um, can distract us from the basics of receiving the love of God and the basics of what God said is most important for a peaceful life, a meaningful life, a fulfilled life, a life where there's joy because there's an awareness that God is close to us. God is with us. God is leading us and guiding us. Well, so I think we should ask ourselves, am I open to learning more about following Jesus? Because the reality is uh, human nature for a lot of us, we think we know what's best. Um, you know, because we're smart. We're smart people. There's a survey done of drivers and most people believe that they are better than the average driver. That makes sense. Except if everybody is right, it's not true. The math doesn't work. Most people can't be better than the average driver, right? We all have something to learn. And the truth of the matter is, is that um, through the bumps of road in life, the breakdowns, the heartache, the difficulty, the, the um, burnout, the frustration, we are most of the time going to not trust others. We trust ourselves the most. And that's just reality. And whether we think it's true about ourselves or not, it, maybe it was true in the past and you feel like you made some changes, but maybe it started to creep in again. And over the past year plus of dealing with the coronavirus realities and other things like that, we can kind of drift back into being distracted all the time by doing different things to kind of try to self-medicate, make ourselves happy, just get through life. And really, at the end of the day, just only trust ourselves some of the time. But I don't think that's the way God wants us to live because... In there, there's some cracks in the foundation. There's some weakness to that way of going about life. So I think for us to respond to this scripture, we got to ask ourselves a question, am I open to learning more about following Jesus? And if that question kind of hits us, oof, I don't know, maybe it's time to pray about it. Well, let me pray for you. God, there are times in our lives where it's really difficult for us to trust you and difficult for us to trust others. We get hurt, we get disappointed, we get discouraged. And Lord, I just ask, would you please help anyone that is feeling that pain or or difficulty of this question? Would you please bring healing to our hearts and spirits? Help us to see the wisdom of trusting you, of trusting the teaching of Jesus. Help us to open our spirits, open ourselves up again to be willing to learn more about following Jesus. Help us, God, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the second question is, am I open to receiving guidance? So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We can have a really hard time being willing to trust God and definitely a hard time trusting other people because they're human. And listen, I'm human. I make mistakes. And, you know, like... I had gotten an oil change on the van. I had, you know, serviced, you know, gotten some service done, you know, a year or two ago. I thought I was taking good care of it, but clearly there was some kind of problem with the van that I wasn't aware of, right? So I'm human, I make mistakes. But in a similar way, there can be things going on in our life that we're not aware of and we need guidance. And sometimes we don't catch the guidance by ourselves from the scripture, we need someone else to help us, a qualified person to kind of help us in the journey with, with a sense of equality, with a sense of, hey, we're in this together, to have a look at what's going on from God's guidance. And so I think we got to ask ourselves, am I open to receiving guidance? Now, number three, am I willing, this one's a little harder, am I willing to be devoted to active learning focused on Jesus, Am I willing to be devoted to active learning focused on Jesus? Remember, this this early spiritual community of Jesus' followers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We need to maybe take an honest look at ourselves and ask, am I willing to make a decision? Am I willing to decide that I'm going to be devoted, I'm going to be committed to, I'm going to be focused on even persisting through difficulty with it. I'm going to be devoted to active learning that's focused on Jesus. It's an important question for us. And lastly, uh, today, um, question number four, what am I going to do to take steps in this direction? And God may be speaking something to you, suggesting something to you. Maybe there's something we've already talked about in the past where you already can think of some steps you can take in that direction. Allow me just to make a suggestion. So one thing that we are doing as a church um, family, a group of people following Jesus together, is every day of the year, we have a suggested reading, somewhere around 20 verses from the New Testament so that we're reading through the New Testament together as a church, starting January 1st, going through December 31st. Why are we doing that? Well, we find Jesus there, and this is City Harbor Church, a safe place to find and follow Jesus. So we find Jesus in the New Testament, and we believe in prayer and fasting and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And before New Year's, when I was praying and fasting for you, I believe that God told me to invite you into this journey of reading through the New Testament together this year. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that it's not very often that I say those words. God told me to invite you, but I'm telling you it's the truth. God told me to invite you into this journey of reading the New Testament together. And regardless of if you believe it or not, Regardless of if you believe the New Testament, if you believe in Jesus or not, regardless of what you think or believe about any of those things, it's an invitation to you. So you'll see a link in the in this video uh, where you can find the whole plan for all 365 days a year and on our website. You can sign up to get a daily email from me, which has the reading for that day and a few sentences that i've written that kind of summarize what's going on in that reading and it's one of the things that we're talking about when we're getting together as a church over zoom or in person so that we're on a spiritual journey together so that we can ask our questions together so that we can and what we don't want in anything that we do in in this video or in our zoom calls or in our in person discussions on this we don't want some people in this church to be the answer people and some people in this church to be the question people. No, listen, we're all in this together. We should all have humility. We should all be um, set about this journey together, sharing in it together, discussing in it together, um, so that it's a journey that we share now listen, uh, you know, my wife and I were both licensed and ordained as pastors or educated with degree and all that stuff, right? So, you know, we've been in it a while and I've been reading all the way through the whole Bible every, every year for, for, for many years now and, and reading, writing and studying scholars and different things. So, so, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some work that goes into trying to find it useful, but I tell you that every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm I'm growing in it and I'm finding life in it. It's not a pain in the neck, it's not a drag. It, it's it's not always easy, but it's life-giving because it's the way that God has communicated with us already. And when we get into it, we can hear God through it. And it's a whole lot easier when we go about it together, when we're on the journey together. Um, we can uh, learn from each other, hear from each other. Hey, what do what do you what have you learned about that passage of scripture? About that thing that Jesus said? What have you learned about this challenge that they faced, or this this verse about parenthood or business dealings? What have you learned about it? So, I hope that those four questions are helpful to you. I hope that you will engage with the uh, daily reading and maybe the the daily post that. We do. I don't know if you're aware of it or not, but we synced up with this reading. I've been making short videos uh, with those daily posts that you can get in your email. And so you can find those on our Instagram, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, um, on our website, um, where you can see every day, there's that daily, it's the pastor's daily post where you can see the daily reading and a few sentences about it. But most importantly, where we can, in relationship with each other and conversation with each other, we can really be on a journey together. God loves you. He hasn't asked you to go through life by yourself. He hasn't asked you to go through life without answers, without guidance, without a pathway to peace. God cares about you and has something good for you. I hope this has been helpful to you today. Will you allow me to pray for you again? God, I thank you. You haven't asked us to go through life alone. I thank you that through Jesus, you've spoken life. You've spoken helpful truth. And you spoke it also through the apostles, the disciples. And you speak it also in our church family, through each of us and through the teachers in our church family and, and uh, the shepherds in our family. I thank you for your goodness. I ask, would you please help us to choose humility, help us to choose devotion, to your truth. Help us to learn and to grow and in it to find life, to find the joy of your presence. I thank you, God, for who you are and for all that you've done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for... Um, participating in this at cityharborchurch.com slash messages every week. You can download or stream the audio. You can see the notes, scripture references, um, all that's available to you there for all of the week's teaching. Um, also, it's available through different podcast apps um, like Stitcher, and Apple, and others. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.